You're listening to Black Humboldt's second season of Black Aesthetic. And we're celebrating our love for Black arts and culture within Humboldt County. K.M. Ross, popping shots, killing things, and making stuff. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Mo. Mom artist extraordinaire. Baby, baby. Hey, y'all. It's your favorite wiggler and giggler, the flowy healer, and fluffy unicorn, Livia. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, it's Tina, the songstress who helps the youth. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Black Aesthetic Podcast. This week, we have artist, content creator, career nerd, professional shit talker, Kashta, Freedom Coulter, aka One's Future. What's up, Kashta? What's up, Kashta? Hey. Hi. What's up, y'all? Ladies and gent, how's it going? What's up? What's up? Thank you for coming. Uh, we're no problem. Gonna Thank just, you for having me. Yeah, we're going to pop it off and just jump in and ask um, about your artistry and what it is that you do and create in Humboldt County. Oh, so um, I do a little bit of everything. I'm a, a bit of a producer. Uh, I do, uh, you name it. If it has a plug or electrical circuit going through it, I do it. I do photography, cinematography, um, podcast production, like generally all content that you can think about, TikToks, like you name it. Um, I pretty much help everybody out. I do that. And I, uh, my personal art, though, is, is definitely film and photography. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. That's 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 mainly what I could call like more of an art and less of like a kind of like a business outlet where everything else is kind of, you know, more of a business outlet. Oh, shoot. We got another uh, another black filmmaker in Humboldt County, y'all. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's all the dope. So um, I think it's really cool that you also seem super passionate about the work you do. So could you tell us a little bit of how your artist's journey began? Like. Could you include like where you're originally from and any cultural contexts of you? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, that's a question where I want to say, like, how much time you got? Uh, so uh, I'm born and raised uh, in East Oakland uh, uh, during the 80s and 90s. So, you know what time it was down there. Uh, and I started my artist journey really early. Um, uh, my mother is heavily into um uh, uh, fiction and, and writing and, and storytelling, really good storytelling. So at a really young age, I had access to, um, you know, my mom was very, uh, hell bent on having me in the motherfucking library and learning about Tolkien and, you know, all these people reading, you know, reading 1984, way too young and shit like that. And my dad was a big, uh, uh, and my mom was a big person. She was into like cinema, like film, but my dad was into like movies and shit. And so, um, we were, we were broke as shit. Uh, we could barely afford a babysitter. I had one of my sisters babysit me, uh, but when she couldn't do it and, you know, we didn't have the money to do it, my dad um, would be the first home from work and he'd be like, well, I'm going to go see RoboCop and I'm going to go see motherfucking Predator and I'm going to go see these movies. And he's like, we don't got a babysitter, so you come in and see it too. So um, it, uh, it started as that. And then uh, uh, it kind of went down the aisle of, of my mom finding out that he was taking me to see these horrific films, Friday 13th and stuff like that. And so she tried to be a natural counterbalance to that, being like, do you know what like Citizen Kane is? Like, do you know what the stuff is? And so she got me into it and then she uh, got me into those films and we would rent. We would go to Blockbuster or like a little local place and we'd rent these like crazy old school black and white films. And so she started getting me into it. And then um I, at a really uh, young age, um, I also wanted to, uh, 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 I knew I wanted to get into a f to film and stuff like that, but I, I knew it was an uphill battle. Like my parents never really 
shied away, especially my dad. He never really shied away from like, look, you black, you broke as shit and you in the ghetto and like they shoot motherfuckers around here and everybody's selling crack to make it. So like probably not going to happen. Um, uh, but you know, I, I stuck with it anyway. Um, tried and you know, that be damned. My mom tried her, tried her damnedest to, uh, get me into whatever program she did, she could, uh, in the Bay area, uh, to find, you know, save up. We saved up for like two years to buy my first film camera, uh, a Canon uh, EOS rebel. Yeah! We, uh, uh, she took me to a, a little side caveat. There was, um, um, uh, Oakland observatory, uh, had classes. And so my mom was always like, you can't be in a gang if you in these like extracurricular classes and shit, like outside of school. So she took me to this observatory that would have something like once a week and it shared a parking lot with um, ILM with a satellite location of ILM. And so I got to see them out there making, I think they were making Star Trek the the one with the humpback whales in it at the time so they were shooting like a, like special effects scenes for that and so there'd always be like these hippie guys like with long beards like in flannels smoking weed out there uh i got to know them hanging out in the parking lot they were always super cool and then they like invited me over for uh they had an open house and um and then you know that started my pathway down to learning that you know uh, uh the creators of what we consider the blockbuster film are all from are all from berkeley well, they're not from Berkeley. Like, you know, George Lucas is from Modesto and I'm, I'm not sure where Steven Spielberg's from, but they all went to, they all started a film club in uh, UC Berkeley. So there's a lot of history of, of film in the Bay. And, um, you know, around that time, there was a lot of people shooting like, uh, uh, you know, Big Trouble Little China. And there was always something, there was always something going off in the Bay. So um, the accessibility for, you know, a broke kid to see kind of behind the scenes of what was going on was there a little bit. Um, and that kind of uh, started the passion of that going down um, down the road of, of of wanting to be an artist in a in a in a crazy situation in a crazy fucking world. Um, and then that ties into, you know, film and 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 talking to a couple of photographers um, at a really young age. I don't remember who, but I, I remember that they were like popping. But I sorry, you guys, I don't remember your name. But like them being like, well, you should get if you want to be a cinematographer, you should really get into photography and work on your eye and stuff. And so it was something where I just kind of like didn't really know what to do. YouTube wasn't really a thing. And I just kind of had to like rough my way through it. Um, and it was an off and on kind of thing. So, um, you know, I was always the annoying dude at the party with like. <laughs> that was always the annoying bro at the party with like the camera and everybody always be like the little Sony hand cam and stuff. And everybody's like, turn that off. We're doing like everything illegal here. Like you make it really dangerous. Yes. That was yeah. my literal life though. <laughs> <laughs> so I was always making the spot hot and like, and you know, as much as my friends, like they thank God for them, they really tolerated it, but they, they, they hated it at first. But after a while we got in the pattern of, and what was motivating for me, like shout out to y'all. Um, what was motivating to me was the day after the parties, because at first it was like, Oh, you got to delete all this shit on this like little eight millimeter thing. And then it became a thing where we would have like watch parties of like who did what and like, did, did Kasha capture it? And so it was just this thing of like every day we would be out for like mimosas and like burritos or French fries or dealing with our hangovers. However, we dealt with them. We better hair the dog, as they say. And uh, and yeah, we'd be watching these <laughs> we'd be watching these videos and like we'd have the evidence before, you know, when and that's back when like there was like Nokia flip phones and shit like that. So it wasn't like everybody was recording with their phone. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of that was kind of like the next 
the next little step of it. And then it just kept, it just kept growing from there. And then, um, and then, yeah. And, and when I finally started getting adult money, I started getting in into it more and realized it could be a legitimate, uh, career path. Finally, after decades of, of, you know, just seeing the, the hopes and dreams sail by, I was like, Oh, like digital cameras and, you know, accessibility and everybody and they mama is putting motherfucking information out on for free on YouTube. And like, everybody's in my, and you know, everybody's kind of in my, my range of like, yo, I'm, I don't have the money to do this. So, so how can I, how can I jump into it? And now it's just like, you can go on Skillshare for like what, $10 and you have like, a, like 16 colleges worth of courses on learning how to edit and tonality and color grading and, and all these jobs, you know, that's dope. I love that story. Uh, a lot of my stories are long-winded just fair warning (laughs) so great so that was um, a good one yeah no that that uh i mean that that reveals a lot and you know that's you know you're also you know to an extent you're being vulnerable and stuff and so that's you know that's why we're here but i want to flash forward to today Mm -hmm. what kind of what kind of projects are you working on right now um ultimately i'm trying to work with people um and collaborate with people to not only help them in in, and um help them with their future and in realizing the goals that they have the potential to reach that i'm i'm ultimately how do i say this i'm ultimately trying to be the person i wanted around when i was a kid you know we had in east oakland and 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 even here in humboldt when i moved to humboldt um there were every now and again especially in oakland people who would come into the community to try to save us to try to save these disenfranchised youths who uh, weren't supposed to live past the age of 25. so there was always somebody there with a project but there was never anybody coming through with a project that was like it was always just like just stay alive till you can maybe go to college and maybe something happens or stay alive because maybe someday you could be a lawyer or a doctor but it was always like these like really crazy um like uh, like weird like homunculus fucking visions of the future like just like this hodgepodge all this shit and it wasn't like grounded it wasn't real and if anybody knows anything about oakland or any city like that detroit or new york motherfuckers are real so they don't want to go they don't want to hear all these like oh no it's like show me how to do this so i can leave here and go do it right fucking now and um there was never that around so uh everybody that i try to work with who's motivated who's hungry who's a good person who's trying to do something with their life and and has dreams i'm trying to be that person for them so i'm trying to help them create their future as well on top of trying to turn that into a career for myself because that's uh, being an educator, that's living one of my dreams. And then, you know, with, with, with all these people, you know, making it, you know, I also know that you don't, nobody makes it in a bubble. Nobody makes it in a void regardless of who, what they think they've done. They've either, you know, made money off of other people or there's always other people involved. So knowing that and, and living other lives like that and having other jobs like that, um, definitely has me on that, on that pathway. And, um, yeah, so I'm just trying to be that person to whoever needs it, whoever needs to hear it. And, um, and, you know, and ultimately what I'm trying to do with my art is I'm trying to connect with people that will help me not only help them, but help me also realize what I want to do, because there's a lot of what I want to do that I've been wanting to do that. I have the know-how on how to pull it off. I just don't have the resources that somebody, um, who, you know, comes from a better family comes from a better neighborhood, has generational wealth or anything like that could pull off. Like somebody could just go, like I've seen people all the time in the creative industry that go off and they can just pick up a $12,000 camera or a $3,000 camera and do this and do that. 
And they usually end up, you know, hiring all these other people and coming in. I mean, there, that comes to a point, you know, there comes to a point where you do do that to expand your business. But, um, you know, I just never had the resources, but I know what I'm capable of. And I've known it for a, a long time. I've done the whole let's, let's just say I've done the homework for a really long time, but never been able to take a test. So I've just been studying for decades and decades and decades. And then like everything uh, that I do is like limited to a certain extent and not in the good limitation that you're supposed to have limits to a certain extent to help your creativity, to help your inspiration and in, in your like how, you know, what you come up with on the fly, but limitations as far as like the overall vision of, of what I, of what I want to accomplish and what I want to show and how I want to express my voice and how I want to show people I see the world. And so um, it's just been a constant push towards that. And so where I'm at right now is I'm, I'm always open. I'm always looking for people. I'm always hungry. I'm always motivated. I'm always down to talk. Um, I'm always down to collab. Um, and yeah, so, you know, like that's where I'm at right now with, with the status of my art and where I'm trying to get it and where I'm trying to go with it. Man, it's like, it's hard to f- come across bodies around here yeah. in general, like mm-hmm. re- resources, bodies, all of that stuff. Like, yeah. I, I totally feel it. And I really, like, I really loved that metaphor of like, you've done a lot of the homework, but you haven't been given that opportunity to take the test. Like that, that is so true. I mean, like people don't realize like you can have the work ethic, you can have the drive, you can have like all the dreams, but if you don't have those resources, it, 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 it does almost feel like you're at this like plateau and you're like, how do I get over this hump? So I'm glad you said that. And again, just you being really vulnerable and being honest about what you've been doing to get as far as you have, because again, going back to that, like trying to be the person you wanted when you were younger too, like that mentorship is just so valuable. And like the hope is that, okay, I, I've become that mentor. Like where is someone, where can I find a mentor to help me? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, sustain that because there's people that always come and go in your life because either they're like, Oh, you know, I'm tired or I'm, or I, you know, I don't have any more of the resources. Like, how do you keep moving forward? So I just really appreciate your drive and just that resilience because just because there is like that plateau, it doesn't mean you can't still find other ways to be creative um, and innovative. Yeah, it's and it's hard too. If anybody out there is listening and they're, and they're doing whatever they're doing, creative and and it seems impossible, like it's going to feel that way a lot. It's going to feel impossible a lot. And the only difference, the the thing is, I tell a lot of my clients like. If you start doing something and you get like a million followers right off the bat or you get into a major film right off the bat or you or your art or your painting, you know, makes ten thousand dollars off the bat or something, you are in a very small percentage of extremely, extremely, extremely lucky people for everybody else needs to get their mind wrapped around the fact that this is a, a, a lengthy game. And when you do other things, when you've been applying that energy to other things, like things that you find like remedial tasks or that are beneath you, you don't realize how much time and energy you've put into it because it's just daily grinds. It's, it's a capitalistic grind. So like when you work retail, you may have worked six retail jobs over 10 years, but you don't look at it as an investment. You look at it as like, oh, I got to do this shit, but you've been constantly playing the long game in that. So, I mean, if you've been working retail for 10 years and you're not a manager yet at some point you're going to be like at some point these things are going to happen so you just have to be really comfortable with the idea of um patience you got to be real comfortable with the idea of like yeah you're gonna have really dark thoughts you're gonna give the fuck up you're gonna stop you're gonna uh you're gonna bounce you're gonna fall down you're gonna bounce back you're gonna do these things and every ebb and flow that comes with life and every other endeavor is gonna come with this 
you just can't expect it not to. And, um, and, you know, and you have to, uh, be prepared for that stuff and you have to think, you have to realize how natural those thoughts are. Like everybody who's anybody who's, who's made it a career in this, regardless of whenever they made it has had those thoughts. Um, and they either, they either come on the front end or they come on the back end. And I'd rather them come on the front end. Cause when they come on the front end, you can process them, you can deal with them and you're not popping yet. When those people get successful, really fucking fast that's the downside of they get successful they get there and then they haven't done the work that you've had and so on the back end yeah they may have a lot of money or they may have a lot of followers but they're going to collapse and everybody's going to see that you know like everybody's going to be a part of that collapse so it's better you get the work in now and it's actually a luxury to a certain extent i know it doesn't seem it but it's a luxury to a certain extent that you can be on that level and you can process and put it in and and, and be like i'm fucking done and i'm i'm just gonna like spend the rest of my life working at fucking bed bath beyond or like i'm just like I'll, like you know go through that because that's in legitimately like it, that's something everybody has gone through who's who's made it in this you know like like we we pass we hear those things and we pass them off so easy because they're so usually cliche about like yeah there's this actor and he's been like you know he's been like working at a at Denny's for six years, but look, like, like I find the the inspiration in, in, in everybody and no matter what their field is. I mean, look at AOC. AOC was a bartender and she damn sure is the one should be in government. Like I, if you want to know how to manage people, handle people and how to talk that shit. Like I think everybody who is in uh, politics should have bartended at least once in their motherfucking life. Like that'll teach you some constitution. Real, real she's going to end up, she's going to make monumental change. And when she first got elected, people were like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You serve drinks. Like she was the help or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Like just so disrespectful. Like, like, who do you think you are? And I'm kind of glad that you're bringing up this idea of humble beginnings because it segues us to the next question, just in, ter- in terms of like, do you feel like Black artists are commissioned or hired enough in Humboldt County? Like, do you think they're getting paid well? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think I think each artist has their own story to tell about that. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stand here and say, I'm going to be a mouthpiece for the black community in Humboldt County, especially because of my reclusiveness, but, (laughs) but, um, there, there, I think there's the usual ebb and flow that we've been dealing with as far as society patterns come. So like, you know, February 14th comes up, you know, you don't get a little extra work. Like when, um, you know, like Juneteenth comes around, you may get a little extra work when like there's a BLM protest, you may get a little extra work. Um, and it's performative to a certain amount and, but there's a shift. There's definitely a paradigm shift where people want to see, want you to co-sign on them. You know what I'm saying? People want you to be around, not just as a face now, but to give them like a lot more people are looking for credibility now. Um, and that's why I see like a lot of, uh, uh, uh career oriented, like, uh, uh, like, do- like people in the dot-com industry in, in the Bay area, like black women being like, don't just hire me based off the color, like hire, like look, go to my LinkedIn, like check out my motherfucking LinkedIn first. Like, I don't want to just be a black face. Like I want to be able to excel. And if I can't do that, I want y'all to get the right motherfucking woman to come in here to excel because you guys are going to look, not you guys out there, but like society is going to judge that person still off of 1960s rules of being like, well, you're the first black person there. And if you don't work out there, then no black woman works there. No black man works there. It works out well and stuff. So we're still being judged on that. So, but we're trying, we're actively, since we've, you know, we're high profile in 2020 and 2021. So we're trying to actively uh, change the narrative uh, where it should have been 
decades ago, you know, like there's so many other conversations that we need to be having publicly publicly and have been starting publicly because of the BLM movement, but the rest of the nation isn't necessarily there yet. And we, our generation is fucking tired of having the old conversations to make the old status quo, like, you know, to bring them up to speed, like things fly past us, like every moment, like we are literally jacked into the internet. So, um, you know, we're tired of doing that, but at the same time, like we, there's, there's a certain understanding, like there's, there's, there's conversations that we as black people, uh, uh, people of color and, and all those groups want to have about like, you know, the, the, the rampant um, uh, anti-homosexuality in the black community, um, light skin versus dark skin, like all these conversations that we've been had in our, our living rooms and on our couches and shit and like, but like meant for a public forum to like normalize and like bring a lot of people into the fold and like kind of like culturally change the dynamic in this. And we've started that, but like, it's so troubling because there's all this old blood money old world shit where it's like oh yeah there's people still like fucking Ron Paul around the shit like oh my god like oh we're still dealing with this shit like yeah and people will try to like talk through their pockets yeah in a sense like we were talking about that earlier like don't just hire me because it's the right time of the year to hire black but like look at my resume and like let's build together. Cause I can yeah. probably offer you a lot more than your one-time contribution because it, there another black person died, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think a lot of people underestimate the drive, the ambition and the hunger of a lot of black people and people of color. And so it's this thing of like, I don't want age. Like I have foregoed payment on jobs before and I was absolutely desperate for the money, but I foregoed uh, job payments to have the opportunity simple as that. I will like, I will grind. I will blow the doors off this bitch to come out and like do the best that anybody's ever done. Like, where's the bar? Every client I've ever worked with, who's worked with other people. I'm like, show me everything that you have that you got from somebody else. I guarantee you, I will do all the homework. I I will. I'll be, I'll have all my notes on the floor be laid up on the floor, be, I'll, I, I barely sleep. Honestly, that's why I'm, I'm in here all the time. That's why I'm so light skinned and shit, but uh, uh, I will, I will literally break my back to make sure that I'm the best person you work with, not out of some ego, not out of anything, but because I have a lineage of people that I have to prove this to because I was raised right. Because I am, I know my direct family who died to get me in the position I'm in. I realize every day how fucking lucky I am that I could sit here as a black man, as I could sit here on the internet and even like assume that in this neighborhood or anywhere that I could sit on the internet and possibly have a career sitting on the internet talking shit like, or possibly have the, a career as a photographer or possibly have any, anything, you know, any, any opportunities doing anywhere. And I mean, I want to get to the position I would like to get to, you know, in 20 years where that mentality that I have is passe and people look at me like, Oh, you were a dinosaur for thinking that, like, you need to stop. Tr-. Like the same way people look at me now. Cause I, every day, like that I'm not working, I'm like the ghettos clicking on my heels. You know what I'm saying? Like East Oakland's still there. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to end up on the street again. And people are like, you're fine. Like you're chilling. I want people to say that about like my ideas and my, my understanding and my, my context and my motivation towards people of color getting into um, industries like this and, and stuff like that, where people are like, dude, that's, you need to chill. Like you're going way too fucking hard, dude. Like we're, we're fine now. And be like, okay, okay. I, I want to be that kind of dinosaur. I want to get there soon. Man. <laughs> Yo, speaking my language, man. It's like, it's like, yeah, they, they don't realize a lot of times it clients don't realize like how hard you're willing to go for them and stuff. That's why I, 
I have no shame in charging what I charge. <laughs> Word. Word. Because I'm like, I will, I will. And it's like, um, you know, what you had mentioned too, is like, you're willing to really like take a loss for the completion of a project or even get paid in, in, um, exposure books, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exposure books that no, you know, no bill collector in the world accepts those. Yeah. Right. But it's like, you know, exactly like the grind, the grind is real. And that's like, you know, what we lack in resources, what we lack in the $12,000 cameras is like, like we make up for that with our bodies, with our with blood, sweat and tears. Like, for real, for real. <laughs> sleepless nights, fucking neglecting kids, like, you know, whatever you need to do, baby, whatever, like, you're going to make it back. You're going to make it up to them. You know, like my dad. Uh, uh, he, you know, he was part of the movement back in the day. And then, uh, for, for political reasons and safety reasons, he ended up being a janitor. Uh, uh, and he, you know, he said, you know, I'm legally, I'm personally where I'm at, I'm legally allow liable. If they ever pay reparations, I'm definitely getting them shits, but they never going to pay them. And my dad told me, he was just like, he was like, I think you were going to get, I was hoping you were going to get this before you like, you know, got into your teen years, but he's like, no, he's like, you're going to have to work for your 40 acres and a mule. He's like, you're going to have to work three times as hard, four times as hard. Like he's like, you know, my mom's a nurse and my dad's a janitor. Like that's what it is. So you just go like, you want to be in film? He's like, that's a rich white kids thing. Like, I'm sorry. Like it is what it is. He's like, maybe one day, but like, he's like, I gotta be real with you. You know, that's me. Like it's seven and eight and shit. Like thinking like, I'm going to make the Goonies and shit, like, like a black version of the Goonies and shit. Shout out to uh, John Boyega and attack the block, by the way see that movie um but yeah so he's doing that so he keeping he keeping it 100 you know but like my my mom think bless her heart like she's still around bless her but she like she was always like oh you gotta let him dream my dad was like oh this motherfucker like my mom was fucking it up like he's like it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard but um but yeah like he he really taught me you know he had his own problems dealing with the movement which you know is a whole other kit caboodle and it, 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 it this is another reason i'm into art to deal with my with my um my my the i'm processing a lot of the shit that we went through as a family because of you know his involvement with the movement him going into hiding and all this stuff and and you know me i mean that's kind of how i do the art i do because I, I am a bit of an escapist or i'm a lot of an escapist actually and that's how i can live here in humboldt and not deal with the the psychological trauma that goes on to black people every fucking day here like i live in the heart of the Trump movement in humboldt you know and, and i'm still Preach. like somewhat sane and it's because I'm escapist, you know, but I've always, it's never been something where it's been like, I need this and it's my outlet to get away from it. It's like, no, I'm fucking passionate about this. Like I just learned the other day that token right at two in the morning because he never wanted to, he, he was always worried about getting it out. He was worried. He was always going to have this amazing vision of this world and never get it out. So he wrote from like two in the morning to like six in the morning. Um, and like, I've always felt that I've always been like, yeah, this is a field I want to get into. This is the stuff. And it's always been this, like, so like, like the same way some people felt like that crushing defeat when they couldn't get clothes or somebody made fun of them their clothes, they're going to school and shit. I didn't really give a fuck about that shit. I was like, I knew I was broke. I wear Hanes, like hand me down Hanes shirt. That's how broke we were. And so I was like, I was cool with that, but it was always so crushing to be like, to be moved by a piece of cinema and photos and my, and like, I, like, and knowing that or feeling like the only thing I was ever going to do was like, maybe one day, if I saved up enough, be able to afford a film camera, like never was I ever going to be able to, to touch anything that anything was close to the filmmakers that I loved. And now it's way more open. And honestly, now I just feel like I'm guilting myself because I'm like, yo, like the, like I need to be more honest. Shit. That's why I don't sleep. Cause I'm like, shit, I need to like make a short film already, but then I like have to learn how to write, have to do this stuff. But that stuff doesn't 
doesn't feel hard because when you're, you know, when you're a person of color, you you're raised from the beginning, knowing you're going to have to wear multiple hats and you have to work three, four times as hard. So like the fact that I'm wearing 16 fucking hats on an everyday basis doesn't fuck with me. I'm my own sound producer. I'm my own video. You know, I'm first AD, second AD fucking I'm a grip. I'm a gaffer. Like I'm a, I'm a, you know, DP, I'm a camera operator. I'm a director. I'm a writer, like a fucking, I'm a social media marketing. Like I'm my own manager. I'm my own self-help instructor. <laughs> like you just, yeah, like, you just gotta like, do it, dude. <laughs> you like your admin, your damn bookkeeper. Everything, like. <laughs> everything. People are like, why aren't you paying, you know, why aren't you paying this? Or why don't you do that? Or like how it's just like, dude, do you know how many fucking jobs I work? Do you know how fucking like, oh, some things are going to fall through the cracks. I'm trying, motherfucker. I'm trying. Man, like you're totally the type of person I'd love to be on set with because a lot of times, dude, I want to work with you, right? I was like, let's make we have three people here already that we like, we could be, we could start, we can get the all black film crew and do it up, listen, and make a movie. Gang, gang, listen, it's like, yo, I get dirty, like, I don't get, I don't give a shit. Like, it's like, like, I walk on set and I'm like, no, I'm I'm a like own this motherfucker because I'm here. And shoot, I could be homeless somewhere. I could right. be, I could be somewhere else. Like, and it's like, and like people get frazzled. Like, it's like this whole COVID thing, you know, it's like, like, I was like, man, this is like, like, damn, now everybody's like, feels how I feel every day. Yeah. There's a, thank there's a whole you. Well, oh a whole my God. Now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my it's God. Like, so All of a sudden people like, are like oppression. Oh my God. They're so looking for it. People are hunting for oppression with like metal detectors and shit. Yes, like, like that Midwest shit is worth a million dollars. Yeah, they're We're like, like oh, they just say that reparations are coming. They're not really coming. Like, Affirmative I'm, action doesn't yeah. really do any that yeah. much. Like, yeah, same thing with I'm glad that they're getting Jackson off the 20. Like I'm the second, the first 20 I get. Uh, the first 20 I get, I'm framing that shit, but that's all performative shit. You know, that's exactly that was a toss away that Obama was like, yeah, sure. Let's fucking yeah, let's do it. People are just going to be racist <laughs> in the street. So I'll pull out my Harriet and be like, no, no, no yeah, more. They're gonna be even more racist because they got to see black people on a 20 now. They're going like they it's were so already t- they're storming capitals and shit. They're like yeah. coming up with plots from like Fast and Furious movies out this bitch. They're going to get sinister in this motherfucker. Um but like it's, here's, the, it's, here's the thing that I've been saying since, sorry to interrupt. I just want to say this real quick. Here's the thing I've been telling people since like MySpace days, since 2008, um, or maybe before then. What we're on now and what we're recording with right now is one of the greatest inventions that humankind has come up with uh, ever. If you, if anybody's been paying attention to the news, it happened with Occupy Wall Street. But for the first time ever in our generation, twice, the world has concurrently protested. People all over the world within a year's time in almost every fucking country have protested and we're all protesting the same shit. We're all protesting the same shit. That has never, ever, ever happened before. If that has ever, my mom's kind of like a lightweight historian, so I pay attention to this shit. Um, so if that's ever happened before, it's by happened by by happenstance. It just happened to be a coincidence that fucking Jordan and fucking South Africa were protesting at the same time in the fucking 16th century or something. You know, like that just is ha- like right now. And this internet is the greatest invention of all time so far. I don't know anything that's beat it. I, I even if they find a cure for cancer, not going to be better than this because this never. Is access, this is access to the collected knowledge of human history in your motherfucking pocket. Like at any point in time, at some point, and I tell all all of my homies and all the people I work with, stop using it for only social media. Any don't feel like oh my god, I'm so stupid because I use Google. No, fuck that. Like Google it. Like you want to know about the Byzantines? Google everything about them right now. You can find in thirty seconds. You can find out about a whole cultures. 
500 year history in 30 motherfucking seconds. Anything you want to know is at your fingertips. You can be anything and they should make, and they know this shit. A lot of motherfuckers know this shit. Like, and so like Elon Musk, I, I kind of got a problem with space Karen, but Elon Musk want to, want to put everything behind a paywall. He's like, Oh, I'm going to make internet, you know, accessible for everybody. Did he make it $35? No. Did he make it $25? No. He's making that motherfucker hundred dollars. They're trying to put this shit behind a paywall because it is legitimately, you know, they, they shut down internet services. Like they're doing in India. That's why nobody's seeing the India protests and shit. So they're shutting down the servers there, but this is legitimately the greatest, one of the greatest inventions of all time, one of the greatest resources of all time, especially for the disenfranchised. And it's starting to be hidden behind paywalls, but it should be, it should be accessible and everybody should be using it to get ahead. Like this is like people talk about like the the stock market thing with GameStop and AMC and everything. And the, yes, that's a monetary moment to get ahead. But this is a this is a moment that's really this inter, the Internet, how it is in 2.0 and come in the coming 3.0 is going to be even more integrated in our life. And it's truly a way to get ahead with knowledge like you still may be locked behind um paywalls and money restrictions and you know everything like that like uh, but the second you get an opportunity you're going to be way more prepared for it because of the internet and the accessibility it's here and then you know at some point we're going to have i don't even think we're going to go to college anymore like you're going to go to college and it's going to be such like a like a rich person like passe thing to do like oh i'm going to college. like you're going to a physical campus like yes my parents can afford to send me to a physical campus because we're all just going to be at home going to like college x and shit like that call like the matrix college like it's good it's the collective information of every major Ivy League school, like MIT is already online. Like, so you could just be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this shit now. But yes. You I mean, you said it too, where you were like, I'm going to pay the money. I could sit through a whole Skillshare. Like yeah. my whole college career could be taught through Skillshare because I, I went for art techniques. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> my I mean, again, my a weekend too. We have a thing called Google Challenge. Like he's 14 and we've been Google challenging since he was a little kid. And like just the fact that you can actually say something out loud and then be like, actually, let's find out about that. That's so amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also uh, two other things. If anybody out there uh, has children, uh, get your kids into coding now. Right. Yes. Fucking get them coding Legos. Odin get them loves kids code. Yes. coding books. And then secondly, if you, whenever you get the monetary resources, do it. You should learn how to build a PC, and then you should teach them how to build a PC because that will be the car of their time. That will be the access hub of their time. It's really simple. It's adult Legos. Oh it's, my god! Once you do one, you're like, oh my god, why haven't I built one before? It's cheap. You can get them. You can if you build them yourself. They're like 400, 500, 600 bucks to build. It's not like Mac. You know, Mac, uh, Apple. Apple makes money off of accessibility, off of ease of accessibility. But um, yes, get into coding, get into building PCs. And there are already people in, there's people our age already in Congress um, and, and being uh, on, on, on congressional committees and stuff like that, that are fighting for the right to repair. So once we get the right to repair the uh, technology that we own and buy, that's going to change the game. So you might as well start learning how to repair this shit and work with this shit now because the game is about to change for the internet 3.0. So like get kids into it early like yes, just jump in yes as a kid who grew up with robotics and programming and coding that shit is legit mm -hmm. so yes i highly recommend it do it do it all right leave the people with what they need to be left with to remember kasta and this conversation with the hub 
Kashta is just a name. I am just a person. I'm just another overly advanced monkey trying to figure out my body and my brains and my brain chemistry and my peptides and everything else like you guys. Um, I would say leave with the words, leave with the motivation, leave with the 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 fact of like, even if things are cliche, try to find the root of the reason that they're that they're said. Find the root why they're there and just keep just keep fucking going you can do like you can do anything uh you're capable of anything i know that's really passe to say but it's true um just know that all the feelings that come with that are natural um and yeah like you motherfuckers everybody's capable of anything like you really are it's just everybody's capable like anybody can be in any relationship anybody could be any place in the world anybody can do anything and it's either going to take you a short amount of time to do it if you're really lucky otherwise it's going to take you a long amount of time to do it so yeah you have the same you are the same person you are the same genetic makeup as everybody you watch everybody you see anybody who created the internet worked on computers um you are the same biological makeup so you are still capable of it and it's just you know position timing and stuff like that so just rethink about how you use the internet rethink about how you see the world rethink about how you see yourself and just keep fucking going just steamroll these motherfuckers be like um uh uh a homeboy from uh uh it was on the raiders i'm spacing his name uh, uh marshawn lynch just be like running through niggas and running through niggas and running through, like that's how you do life you just keep running over motherfuckers running over motherfuckers running over motherfuckers running over motherfuckers people are gonna people are gonna hate people are gonna stop you people are gonna you know don't let other people's limitations be your limitations just keep fucking going Love y'all. Yes. Man, I love it. Knock on them, ah. knock on them doors until they open. Keep yes. going. For real. Keep no, we don't knock on doors. We pick locks. <laughs> there you go. Use every hustle you can. Use every hustle you can to make it. Don't feel bad. Just keep doing right? it. Just don't take advantage of any other motherfucker on your level and anybody just trying to make it just like you. But if anybody out there, like any corporate shit or anything, hack the planet, yo. Do your shit. Get ahead any way you can because the system ain't set up to help you out. So, right. but we here. We here and we doing it together. So come come join. I'm going to Kostya's March. I'll be there. <laughs> okay. I'll have, I'll have two signs. No, nah, I ain't getting that big. I, I live in a family that did that so like, like my dad he's did like that. Nah. so i'm like no nah, i i know what comes with that i'm like listen no, no, no. it's I'm in your blood clearly it's in your blood <laughs> i know kashta it's been a pleasure let these folks know where they can find you at um you can find me i'm pretty active on my facebook every now and again i go live and stuff like that so you can find me on my facebook as, as kashta coulter k-a-s-h-t-a-c-o-u-l-t-e-r you can find me on instagram as one's future all one all one word um, you can find me on Twitch at X1FutureX. You can find me on TikTok at X1FutureX. And then you can find me around town going out for coffee and snacks. I love pastries and shit like that. I'm a fat kid at heart. Hey, shout out to all my other people. Like, I love pastries. Like, if y'all got any cookies or anything, send, send them my way, please. I'm hungry as shit. I'm out here working for ramen money. Send me pastries. Send me, like, danishes and shit. Donuts. I fucking love donuts. Like, Yo, I love donuts, too. A lot. I got a donut problem myself. All right. Man. We got to get Kajda Donut Fund. Yeah, donut ramen money post COVID. We'll be sipping some cafe lattes, <laughs> uh, having pastries. Thank you for coming. Hey, thank you very much for having thank me. You. This was dope. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Black Aesthetic, y'all. This was the BH Hub talking art, life, and just existence in Humboldt County. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast across all streaming platforms. If you want to get involved with the Hub 
or have questions or want to show us some love, you can hit us up at blackhumble at gmail.com. We're on all socials at blackhumble. That's B-L-A-C-K-H-U-M-B-O-L-T. And until next time, continue to walk in your black excellence.